لا اله الا الله محمد رسول الله اللهم صل على محمد السلام عليكم I'd like to share with you today some commentary on three short surahs before I go into those commentaries I'd like to share with you a most important fundamental issue in life and that is to do with authority the Quran is the foundation and the authority of our deen and we all of us grow in life looking for authority we're looking for somebody who knows more than us in matters of health in matters of governance in matters of politics in matters of worldly affairs until such time we grow enough until we find no we too every individual can access to a certain extent some higher authority within ourselves and that is called wisdom the Quran's approach to Quran is the same initially we need to learn the basic Arabic of the Quran the grammar of it the appropriate recitations as you know there is a huge science that is developed over the hundreds of years for people like us that is accepted as an essential thing if you really want to truly dive into the Quran enjoy the Quran and share it but more important than that is the higher and the subtler and deeper meanings of the Quran we find for example out of the two three hundred classical uh, tafasir that we have inherited some of them specialize much more on the grammar side on the Arabic side on the uh, the way of the sentences have been structured and all of that. Others specialize a bit more on the historical context of how did the ayahs come and so on. Others also specialize more on the sequences and how certain things have been in a way complemented later on by other ayahs or even to a certain extent overridden by and so on and so forth. I want to share with you today these three surahs to show you how the Quran has an outer understandable existential meaning that we all understand and then it has layer upon layer of inner meanings there are numerous traditions and subsequent teachings in this on this issue that there are layer upon layer that goes into the transcendental side so these three surahs I've selected, I've selected them at random. They are number 99, 100, and 101. Surah Zilzal, Surahs. And as you know, Meccan surahs have much more to do with the higher aspects of creation, existence, the meaning of life, who are we, what is after death, and all of that. Zilzal often is referred to as an early Medina, but is, in terms of its content, it is almost like a Meccan surah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Ida zulzilatil ardu zilzalaha wa akhrajatil ardu athqalaha wa qala al-insanu maalaha yawmaydin tuhadithu akhbaraha bi anna rabbaka awhalaha. This surah has got eight ayahs and is almost split into two sections. The same as the other two surahs. They also have each two sections. The first section says, Remember, watch, reflect upon, 
when the earth goes into its cataclysmic earthquake. Zilzar is an earthquake. So all of us have experienced an earthquake. If it's not an earthquake itself, a building or a place or a car that is moving, whatever. So you, we know what Zilzal means. So it says, when that comes, the specific reference is to do with the Akhirah. When the earth is coming to its end, when the life on earth is coming to its end, when the cosmos is beginning to collapse. And then when the earth brings out its whatever is in it, hidden, we don't know whether it is all kinds of solid things, volcano things, uh, fluid things, precious things. And then human beings, if we were at that stage, seeing the whole earth is disintegrating, we will of course wonder what's going on. If you like, that is the voice of Haq. It says, now it's telling you the truth. It's giving you its news. Akhbar is khabar, is news. It tells you that I was here temporarily. These millions of years were just passing flash. I'm returning back to my origin, which is, uh, as the Prophet described it, it is like a cloud, like ama. We don't know. It's unseen. Back to is no thingness. The solids all disappear. Although the solids are a fraction of what is there in the cosmos, the rest is space, space, space. Here is a beautiful word again, wahi. Wahi is, as we know, this is that higher inspiration, if we say direct from the source, from Allah Azza wa which the Quran is. But here also the same word is used. It means the pre-inspired design, if you like. That Allah has inspired it. This is its time has come, it has to give up its life. This is the first section. Now, the ordinary meaning is, as I said, is to do with the Akhirah, with the Zilzal and so on. But what about you and I, when the moment we are dying? Don't you and I have also a Zilzal? Isn't there going to be a bit of a, you know, the body, and the self and the nafs has been used to this identity? And there are many other ayahs that describes that. You know there are many ayahs that talk about that moment of you know, leaving the body or dying and then if you look at it that way then all the secrets I've kept all of the things I desired but I didn't declare them all of my plots they all come out because there is no longer any hiding place so the same thing as the earth does its thing and tells its news, I, you, and he and she will also do the same. So here is, for example, a very clear existential ayah of the earth or my earth or my body, but it has also in it a subtle meaning that I will go through the same experience also. The second half of this surah, quite different in a way, but connects in that this is the story of life. On that day, or on that period, or on that state, people will all, everybody is coming out, witnessing, experiencing their actions. What we did in this life. Because what you and I are doing in this life is you and I. Is recorded in every cell in our bodies, is in our mind, is in our heart. It, it is us. I am the sum total of my intentions and actions. So are you, so is everybody else. If those intentions and actions were 
uncertain, were complex, were, if you like, murky, and that's who I am. If they were clear, I said, this is what I want. I want goodness for myself. I want happiness that is durable, not just a few minutes. I want well-beingness, and I want the same thing for everybody else. Then my calendar and my, if you like, biography is clear. You know, I want the same goodness, because this earth is, an, if you like, a testing ground, a trial area for what comes later where I don't have any power anymore. After death, I lose the power to act. Here I am given a portion of that ability to act. The source of that action is Allah The energy comes from that. But I have been given temporarily a little leeway to do things, change things. That's it. It's a nursery. So as I can practice the art of goodness. Amr al-Saleh, Amr al-Saleh. Dozens of ayahs to do with Amr al-Saleh. Mithqal is a measure. It's like a carrot of weight. But it's used for, uh, for very special, precious thing. Although in Mozambique they use the same word, mythical. It is mithqal. It is from that word. So it says, and he who does a tiny little amount of goodness, you will experience it then. And if you don't, if you have done shar, evilness, you will experience it. Nothing is hidden. Allah sees all, Allah knows all. But you and I try to be clever and we pay a price for it. So this is Surah Zilzal. You can see how the Surah itself has two sections. But within each section, you can have a normal understanding of the Arabic meaning of it, earth and this. But what about the higher meaning to concern me? I am also made up of earth, fire, water and air. Surah Al-Adiyat is even a bit more profound in this respect. Adiyat is the name given to horses that charge. So often it's translated as the chargers, whatever. It's describing the charging horses where they are panting and they move so swiftly and so fast that under their hoofs there are sparks because of that, uh, if you like, speed and, and impact. It's describing also these, the horses when they come early morning Subh is morning. Mughirat is, is, is like, a, like a charge. فَأَثَرْنَ بِهِ نَقْعًا Where they have caused a bit of a dust storm from that. Look, Arab life was very much based on camel and horses and cattle and, and this. So look at the existential, wonderful tapestry the Quran is painting. Said, so look at this. Look at the speed and the immense, if you like, power that and determination that these horses are bringing about so that they end up they end up in the middle of this whole kafafu they end up right in the center of all of these disturbances that they have created now this is the first half of the surah the other half suddenly moves human beings are in ingratitude I mean look at the amazing shift how do you connect the two? Again, look at the basic meaning which we have just described, that this is about horses, which was an important part of life, 
and still is to a great extent, but at that time it was pivotal, and whatever fast, whatever durable, whatever reliable horses they were, they were of immense value. And what about us as those horses? Rushing to your business, rushing here and there, and then suddenly you find yourself in the middle of a lot of crisis, a lot of debts, a lot of harangues, a lot of promises, a lot of uncertainties. And you suddenly say, my God, I am in the middle of this mess. <laughs> so look, we can't, we take the Quran at these different levels, the linguistic level, at the historical level, at the existential level. But what about its impact upon us? That is where I think I am also confident the future generations will move more and more to see its impact upon us now. Otherwise, we will fall into the category where the Quran says, وَقَالَ الرَّسُولُ يَا رَبِّي إِنَّ قَوْمِي اتَّخَذُوا We have become Muslims by name, Quran, 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 but we are not living it. We are not enjoying that amazing multi-layered atlas to live well. That's why you have to live it, you have to interact with it. With that interaction comes layer upon layer of subtler meanings, some of which can be discussed, some of which are too subtle, we have to keep quiet also. Then the second part of this surah, <inaudible> Certainly human being is in denial. If we do good, he says, I did it. Don't you know? He says, look at me. Go to your mama and to your wife and to others. Look at me. I did that. Look at, look at this. And when it collapses, of course, we run away. We say, no, really, it was the architect or somebody blaming others. We are very clever. In other words, pretty stupid. Look at Allah's amazing disclosure. He says, and you and human beings witnessing himself upon himself. You know you are lying. You know you want to show off, and yet you want to be modest. Who are you cheating? Who are you lying to? <laughs> you know, you become more complexified. You know, he said, be open, be honest, we are all faulty, and yet within us lies a ruh, which is ever perfect. Outwardly, our actions, our intentions, you go up, you go down, ask, ask to be forgiven. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Take cover, take cover in Allah's rahmah. And you find the inner is going to be your authority. And therefore, in time, you find you are truly living as a ruh. Not just as an ego and as a biography. I am this important person. I have contributed this and that. Yeah. Certainly human being witnesses what he or she intends and does. أَفَلَا يَعْلُمُ إِذَا بُعْثِرَ مَا فِي الْقُبُورِ Don't you know, don't you remember, don't you reflect upon that when the day comes that all of the graves have been in every way exploded? وَحُصِّلَ مَا فِي الصُّدُورِ And that which you have kept in your chest, in your heart, has been now available to be expressed. إِنَّ رَبَّهُمْ بِهِمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ لَخَبِيرٍ Certainly, on that occasion you'll come to know that your Lord he knew everything about you. Doesn't he know it now? <laughs> but it is I who need to wake up to the moment. And that is why in our ibadat, always the presence of your heart is important for you to benefit from that ibadah. 
in the question of salat, you have a lot of preliminaries. You to be on tahara, to be on wudu, to be this, to know where the qibla, to be whether it is which salah it is, how many rak'ahs. Most important out of all of these is the condition of your heart. Padur al-qalb. If your heart is present, then you will be thrilled by your salat. You will be recharged. You will be rejuvenated. Otherwise, as the Prophet says, and so many people do salat, and there is nothing for them other than tired knees. And so many people fast, and for them there is only hunger. It is about abstention during this month. Abstention, restriction. Restriction of what? First, the most common thing, because we are all anxious about food. Existence, survival. You know, the body survives, you know. So, you restrict that. You restrict intake. Then you restrict your mind, your thoughts, your going here and there. Then you restrict your heart. Don't put anything in it. Then you find the nur that is in it will shine. Otherwise you filled it with debris, anxieties, concerns, and therefore you will not have light. There are nine, ten ayahs in the Quran about this light. Is it the same that he who has light in front of him, they see? Is it the same as he who is in darkness? The light is in you. The light is reflective, if you like, of Allah's light. But you have here with you, if you don't acknowledge this, how can you then talk about the universal light? What about your own inner conscience? What about your own inner reflection? What about your own inner accountability? The third surah is Qari'ah. Qari'ah is to knock, knocking, you know, hitting. And it is translated often as calamity, because it means Al-Qari'ah, the knock, the actual shock the actual ultimate shake-up. And usually it means hitting a gong, you know, qara, for example. So it starts by al-qari'a, the ultimate, immense bang. Mal-qari'a, and what is this? What do you know? What is this? What is this big knock? وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَالْقَارِعَا And what do you know about it? You and I have not experienced that shattering of the universal, if you like, dimension. What do you know of it? Then it gives us a glimpse of it. Like moth or butterflies scattered. It is like that. On that occasion, you find human beings scattered like little moths. They don't know where to go. What is hitting them? What has come? Isn't that interesting? You see the similarities between three, three surahs. And there are many others like that. Most of the short Meccan surahs have a reference often to what comes at the end. Our deen is based on awareness, remembrance, reflection of Akhirah. Now go to any wealthy place where the Muslims are having a celebration or having a wedding. Talk to them about Akhirah. I think you will never be invited there anymore and you'll be spared that misery of that invitation. Honestly, <laughs> our deen is founded on remembrance. You take security in the certainty of the unseen of the next life. But look how far we have come. Never mind, never mind. Poor fellow, why are you, do you want him to suffer more? He's already suffered 60, 70, 80 years. You also want him to suffer more. So, we have in a way forgotten that the unseen and Akhirah is connected with the dunya 
seamlessly. We have made it divided. This is somewhere else. This is to do with the higher. What about the lower? Aren't they connected? We are supposed to have our deen effulgence in Tawheed. Tawheed means unity, unified, connected. Wherever you turn is the face of Allah. Allah is one. But we have become multiple complex entities. On the one hand and on the other hand. What about the third hand? What about the fourth hand? Then you forget what you say and you begin to lie. This is what happens. And then it's endless. And then you end up in another valley. You don't know where you have ended up. Because you are not taking stock any minute that the air that goes in your nose may not come back. Are you ready? Are you content? Are you happy to stay? Are you happy to leave? If you are not, then you still have work to do. They asked the Prophet ﷺ about wishing to die. He said, you are not sensible, you are not respectful if you do that. They said, no, but I have seen it all, I have done it all. He said, then help others. Be an opportunity to serve others. Be khadim now. Or you still need more. Either way, accept the moment, accept Allah's decree. Be content with the will of Allah and your will will always come well. So the, the description here is that we will be on that occasion as human beings jumping hither and thither like little insignificant moths. And then suddenly it moves to another dimension. Not only you and I are given the metaphor of being like moths, we're also given the amazing example of mountains. They become like carded wool, puffed up wool. Manfush is puffed up. <laughs> the mountains, these solid objects, they'll be just tick like that. Elsewhere in the Quran says, and you see them as solid. And they're passing like cloud. Here again, Allah tried to show us that Time is relative. <coughs> Give it 50 million years, the mountains have moved like clouds, as fast as that. It is all relative. The absolute is only the original nur, is Allah's nur. Everything else is relative, it will go. Refer to that. The more you refer to the ultimate, the more you find the relative is not that big. Or a few people died, few people didn't. Can you do something about it to relieve pain, relieve anxiousness, relieve anxiety? Do it. If you can't, what is this? We're all going to die. So none of these, you know, huge calamities that we take upon ourselves in this life. Somebody's in, they've cut their finger, they've got this, or their dress is, is now soiled. What is all this? Shame upon us. If you don't care for that which matters most, which is referring, remembrance, dhikr of Allah, constantly knowing that you cannot do it unless Allah agrees, allows you, His will supersedes your will. No use. Haba and manthura. The Quran describes all those actions are of no consequence. But there, if the action is true, with no, no other intention other than sabilillah, other then it will touch hearts. And it is by heart that you are alive. So this is the first section of Surah Al-Qari'ah. Suddenly the second section goes into another domain again. فَأَمَّا مَنْ ثَقُلَتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَهُوَ فِي عِيشَةٍ رَاضِيَةٍ 
And as he whose weights, whose actions, whose intentions have been weighty in this life, certainly that being is in a very agreeable way of life. So here is an interesting issue in the Quran. We have thuqul, we have weight. Sanalqi alayka qawlan thaqila, the Quran says elsewhere. We will place upon you very heavy disclosure. So anything that in the Quran is described it as a heavy thing, it means in the eye of Allah it is an important thing and it's a good thing. Because the nafs, the self, the lower self, the ego, wants easy. Never mind, never mind, let's laugh, let's have a bit of more, you know, silly leisures. Whereas the truth is so heavy that it says, we put this amana upon the mountains and the earth, they could not take it. But human being accepted it. What is this amana? This is the weight. That you do not exist. What the so-called you is only a ruh. And the ruh is min amri rabbi. The rest is only a shadow to simply acknowledge Allah's presence, Allah's dominance, Allah's rahmah, Allah's mercy, Allah's greatness, so that you perfect your worship. The entire business is about perfecting that passionate worship. That is why we have these wonderful occasions, the month of Ramadan, abstention. So as what is the ultimate worship? The, Allah, the Prophet ﷺ describes the salat, he says, Mi'rajul mu'min. What is mi'raj? Mi'raj is flying into a zone that you have no idea as to how high, how far, instant from here, for example, from where he was, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to uh, Jerusalem. Instant transfer. It's beyond the speed of light. Is that what happens to you when you go into your sajda? So, that's why we need to perfect our worship. We need to practice, 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 until... The ayah then says, hum fi salatihim da'imun. You are perpetually in that state. How can you forget that you are here because of the light in you? And that light is min amri rabbi, by Allah's commands. So what is that? To, and that is it. Then you are truly Abdullah. So he whose weight is heavy has accepted this heavy weight that in truth there is none other than the one and only one. Then you are in Aishat and Radiya. Then you are forever in your heart happy. Outwardly, you reflect the outer comings and goings, but does not put you upside down. You know this, this is a bad event, it's an unhappy event. People are suffering, people are burning, people are hungry, but it is not going to dominate you. You deal with it as well as you can. It does not touch, it does not enter and blacken your heart. So that is the being whose weight is heavy. And as he whose weight and his acceptance of this amazing decree of Allah, that you are here only to worship me, then it is very light. Um is mother also. It means the womb also. You will, be, you will be wrapped around in that which will fall down. Hawiya, Hawa, Yahwi. The same pronunciation is also Hawa. Hawa is also air. Hawa is also mean whims, my whims. 
My whimsy, it's whimsicality. Why not do this? Why not that? You know, it's the nafs. This is the stupidity of the human ego. And the ego is a shadow of the light. And it is through the shadow that I go more and more to the light. It's through suffering by my ego that I say no to it. Enough is enough. Astaghfirullah. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim Then you find the nur of Allah is the only nur. Everything else was a shadow. فَأُمُّهُ هَاوِيَةً He certainly is in the abyss. وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا هِيَ And what do you know that abyss? What do you know about that abyss? We in this life, each one of us have experienced some aspect of fire. A bit of disturbance, bad companionship, bad business, you know, misunderstandings. Every human being, every mature human being have experienced turmoil and trouble and uh, also had anger and burning, small fire. But Allah describes Jahannam as Nar al-Kubra. Then again here, the surah ends up, وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا هِيَ نَارٌ Raging, glowing fire. <laughs> Meaning, لَا تَبْقِي وَلَا تَذَرْ Nothing can be in it. There's no stability. Anything in that fire just returns back to its original if you like, decomposed molecules and atoms. No stability. So these three magnificent surahs have in them obvious meanings for anybody who can read them properly in the understanding of the Arabic language and the culture of the Arabs in those days also. And then you find in them inner meaning, deeper meanings, and subtler meanings that are applicable at all times. Not just to be recited when somebody is dead or on some ceremonial. It is for us a manual to not only exist, but move from the constant worry of survival into the glorious stage of arrival fil Hadrat al-Rabbaniya by the Nafis al-Rahman. We have great many commentators who have taken ayahs and surahs that you thought they are very existential and they have shown how they are also very subtle and their impact is at all times for humanity. The most famous one amongst them is Ibn Arabi. Two volumes of his tafsirs which are attributed to him but if it is not even done by him it is by his student which is the same as him. They are commonly available and have been reprinted fortunately. But there are many others great beings in the last few hundred years. One of whom, as you have also a tafsir available here, is Ibn Ajiba. Ahmed Ibn Ajiba was a Moroccan. And there again, he reserves a section in under after every ayah, which he calls isharat, he calls them signs. That is where, again, you can reflect upon, it matters to me now. The ayah is important now not just something to be recited and 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 all the Quran being placed on a on on a on a, uh, on a rack it is urgent how do you know how long you're going to to live how do you know that you will not be ill or in a coma any day so right now if you wake up to the truth then at least you have connected to a level of consciousness that will also help you in illness in difficulties 
and in any other situation. I can only express my gratitude to Allah for Islam. I can express my gratitude to Allah for Quran. I can express endlessly my thanks and gratitude for being amongst decent human beings and Muslims. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.